Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. I want you to ask yourself this question, where do you fit in? And that is not talking about in church. Because you fit here. That question right here, do you fit in, has absolutely nothing to do with the presence of God. The problem is, we're trying to fit in in other places outside of here. That when we come in here, we start asking in the presence of God, do I fit here? You were designed to fit here. I want you guys to begin to hear. When we drown out all of, when we go to camp, all other ways of life, your cell phone usage goes way down. Different influences where you try to fit in with people go away. And listen, I've been doing the youth camp thing for literally almost 20 years. For 20 years, Tina and I have been in ministry almost. And they say something like a camp high. But it's not really a camp high because you find yourself in a place where you belong. It's where all distractions of the world are gone. Even some, this is what, this would stretch every parent. Even some influences of your family get pushed aside. You go into an environment that is strictly about one thing. You loving Jesus and Jesus loving you. That's what the church camp has always been about. It's you leaving everything behind like the 12 disciples. Going to a place where there's one focus. It's Jesus. So do you fit in? In the presence of God, you'll always fit in. You'll always fit in. When you find yourself in a presence-driven church or a place that is going after God and you're in the environment of love and you start asking yourself, do I fit in here? It's because somebody's trying to get you to be something you're not outside of the presence of God. I hope you're recording this. Because this is huge. Because where Ishmael gets put on us is in places where we don't fit in. We don't fit in their box. And we have to strive to become something we were never designed to be. Ishmael will always get put on you when you strive to be in someone's box that you don't belong. And how do you know what box you belong into? Well, one, the scripture text tells us in the Bible that in Jesus, if this box is God, if this box is love. See, we can look at the scriptures like this. The Bible tells us very plainly in 1 John that God is love. So where do I fit in? Where love is real. I fit in where love is real, where I don't have to strive. And if you've ever been inside somebody's box where you've had to strive, then you think when you come into genuine love, you think you got to strive to feel loved. So it wasn't the church and it wasn't Jesus that put that on you. It was a box that you stepped into because you love what you know and you only know what you love. You're indoctrinated. And where this is hitting me the most is where I'm just literally tonight looking at my own children. What Ishmael have I put on my own kids 
Because they only know what they were taught to love. What once came easy to me, maybe did not come easy to them. And so they had to strive to fit in a box. That listen, when the box is love, put up Corinthians for me. This is what your box should feel like. The box that is designed for you inside of the presence of God, inside of the presence of life. Love is large. Love is large. It's incredibly patient. Love is gentle. It's consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when, being, when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about someone else's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Go to verse 5. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own dishonor. Love is not easily irritated or quickly to take offense. Go back to the first thing again. When you go into youth camp and you go into environments like that, you get into an environment into the presence of God that love is large. What is love? Love is the, it's the primary thing we talk about. At camp, what do we talk about more than anything? Love, 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 love. And then all of a sudden we start putting ourselves around influences of people. We start putting around ourselves influences of sports, of different hobbies, of different things that we think that we like because we. How many kids right now? This is just going through my mind. How many kids right now are at a football practice, a cheerleading practice, trying to fit into somebody's box? And when they do that, go to that second, go to verse 5. This is not there. Shame's putting pot all over them. Disrespect. Irritation. Being baptized in it. And then guess what? You come out when you start getting put in these boxes. I don't measure up. I'm just thinking across the board right now. I'm just thinking right now in the season we're in. Because anybody can put the football pads on. Anybody can put the helmet on. Anybody can line up. But not everybody can play the game. And from North and South Carolina all the way to California. We're baptizing and indoctrinating the kids into something. That maybe they were never designed to do. Because in that box called football and inside that box called athleticism and inside that box called popularity, you won't find patience, kindness, gentleness. Come on, you guys are, you know what I'm talking about? You love what you know. Watch this. I've never played piano in my life. But I'm sitting here watching my kid play piano effortlessly. What is inside of you that nobody let you just get in the box called love? Because inside of the box called love, okay, you see this? In the box called love, you should love you and when you don't love you it's because you're trying to fit into somebody else's box that somebody didn't design for you how do I know when I'm in the box that I fit in 
I'm not saying there's not going to be hard times. It just becomes effortless. It becomes effortless. I'm going to use this as an example. Inside Tyler's box should definitely be this. Why, Tyler? Why? Why should wrestling be in your box? Why does that fit? Because it's easy. Watch. But inside of her box, if I spell this wrong, don't laugh at me. Cello is C-H-E-L-L-O, right? Help me out. No H. Help me out, Tina. The cello became easy to her, but the cello is not going to be easy to you. Watch. But style becomes easy to you because that's where you fit in. But then we'll take and we'll try to fit into some other box and go, why am I not accepted? And what's wrong with the band box? And what's wrong with the athletic box? And what's wrong with the art box? And what's wrong with the mathematic box? And what's wrong with the computer box? And what's wrong with the trade box? And what's wrong with the... Because the most important thing is who are you connecting yourself that they are doing what? They are inviting. They're inviting you. Who's inviting you into their world? This is why it's important to make sure who you allow yourself to be influenced by. Because when we can literally lower the suicide rate by who we connect ourselves to. We could lower suicide, depression, anxiety, fear, doubt by who we connect ourselves to. Why? Because if we connect ourselves to somebody who really loves me, go back to the first verse. Love is large. It's incredibly, incredibly patient. Love is gentle. It's consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Y'all track with me on this. Track with me on this. What boxes have you came into that jealousy was present? What boxes have we come into where kindness and gentleness weren't? Love does not brag about someone's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Watch, verse 5, go. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quickly to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates, honestly finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is safe. Love is a safe place of shelter. How do you know when you're not trying to fit in someone else's box? Right there. Is that box a shelter? That's why some of you look at me. You go to public school and you go, this ain't a safe box for me. This ain't a safe box for me. This ain't a safe box for me. But some of you don't have a choice but to go to public school in a couple weeks. So what do you do? You have to become whole. 
so that you could look in the face of somebody that tries to get you in a box that doesn't fit and go, no, that's not who. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Hardest thing, teenagers and even adults. That's not who I am. 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 But if you don't get in this box, you're not going to be accepted. I'm not supposed to be accepted in your box. I don't have to get in your box. I was going to tell you guys a story about a man named Gideon who started off with an army of 32,000 people. Be pretty safe to go into a battle with 32,000 people, wouldn't it? But God knew that Gideon didn't need 32,000 people. God needed the people that Gideon needed in his box. So the first thing God did was God shrunk his army down 10,000 people less. Went from 32,000, he lost 10,000 immediately. Who did he lose the 10,000? The first 10,000 he lost? were those that felt like they had to be obligated in your world. After that, that army shrunk from 22,000 down to 300. 300 is how he won a war. You know how that one shrunk down? God told him, we're going to go to a creek bed. And those that get down on their hands and knees and bury their face in the water and are only focused on themselves, You leave them behind. But those that will come by and scoop and bring water up to their face and still be worried about everybody else around them, those are the ones you run with. Sometimes you got to look around and see how people are treating you. Look at me. I don't care if you grew up with them. I don't care if they, you think you're supposed to be childhood friends with them. Would they do for you what you do for them? Because you know what will happen? If you hang around people that feel obligated to be around you, you'll answer this question all the time. Do I fit in? And then if you have relationships that you pour out, you pour out, you pour out, you pour out, and you don't get the same honor in return, you'll start asking yourself this question. Do I fit in? And you know what the biggest thing you'll be afraid of to do your whole life? It gets put on you by parents. I'm talking to my own kids tonight. It gets put on by your parents. It gets put on by your family. It gets put on you by the culture of the city you live in. Listen to me. It gets put on you by the demographics of where you live in. And you'll start trying to put yourself in a box of you love what you know. There's a huge world out there. Huge. There's a huge world out there beyond Portage County. And the hardest part for kingdom people to understand is you're not from Portage County. You are from heaven. I don't want anybody in this room to live their life going. I don't want my kids living that way. I don't want any parents in the room hear me. Hear me. Hear me. You love me, right? I love you, right? 
that boy is effortless on that. He's giving me everything he absolutely has on a football field, and it ain't easy. Look at me. What are you doing? Because you saw somebody else do it. And what are you doing? Because you think it's what you're supposed to be doing. What are you doing? Because listen to me. What's going to feel right? And what's, I'm not saying there ain't going to be hard days. I'm not, I'm not going to get up here and lie to you. I got a leak in my house right now, and I don't know what, but I'm not freaked out about it. And it's running down an electric cord. I left my house. Probably could cause an electric fire and burn to the ground. Oh, well. Listen to me. When When you're in the right box, there's certain things that don't mess with your inner world. And then there's things where you try to put yourself in a situation because Somebody told you this is what you're supposed to love. You only know what you love. And I'm asking you, what do you really know? Because guess what the biggest battle is right now? Do you really know who you are? Do you really know who you are? And as I'm asking you that question, I'm asking myself that question. Do I really know who I am? Or am I doing things in my life because somebody told me? And you know what's crazy about that when somebody tells you something? It's because they see something on you. And it works good for a moment. But it doesn't feel right. It works good in the moment, but it doesn't have longevity. I know you're not asking me this, but let me give you some Bible on it. Rachel tells her son Jacob to put on sheep's skin so that he could look like Esau, the older brother. He goes in. He gets blessed in the moment by a man who's lost his vision. Are you allowing somebody to identify you that doesn't have clear vision? Now the question, what's clear vision look like? Go to verse 4. Here's what clear vision looks like. Go back. Love is large. It's incredibly patient. Clear vision is patient. Clear vision is consistently kind. It refuses to be jealous. That's what's clarity. When blessings come to someone else, clear vision does not brag about one's achievements or inflate its own importance. Go to verse 5. Clear vision does not traffic in the shame or disrespect or selfish seek its own honor. Clear vision does not easily irritate or quickly to take offense. Go to verse 6. Clear vision joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what's wrong. Go to verse 7. Clear vision is a safe place of shelter that is never stopped believing for the best of others. Clear vision never takes failure as defeat and clear vision never gives up. Clear vision is love. So I'm asking you. Have you ever felt suicidal? 
I have. You ever felt depressed? I have. Have you ever felt like you didn't fit in? I have. Guess where I feel like I'm the most encouraged and have the most confidence is when I'm in the box of love and I feel safe and everybody around me is believing in me and everybody around me doesn't have an opinion so that I get stuck in people's opinion only loving is it really what you know or what they know I'm thinking about it right now how many kids are on a football field a baseball diamond a cheerleading squad a volleyball court when they could really be honing in on what they love watch this on what was put in them on what they love so I'm going to ask you right now I'm asking you what do you love and whatever you love God wired it inside of you and if there's some things in your box that's clouding up what you love to do then let's remove it tonight Because I think there's a young boy that's dad's forcing him to work and he wants to play sports. And then there's a kid playing sports that wants to go draw in color. Y'all tracking with me? What if you really find out what you love? You know how you figure that out? The one who created you. Get in his box. Because love is what? It's God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not heaven. It's living a life without a beginning or an end. It means you have a life with no regrets. It means that you have a life with no depression. No fear, no anxiety, no doubts, no shame. You have a life full of love. Go back to verse 4 again. What would it look like to live in this life? Life is large and it's incredibly patient. Life is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Life does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Life does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Life is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Go to the next verse, verse 6. Life joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Life is a safe place. Can you imagine living life like that? Guess how you do that? Loving God, loving others, and surrounding yourself with people that love you. How do you know when you're surrounding yourself with people that love you? Let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. I don't know why I'm talking about this tonight. It could be the podcast, it could be in this room. Every suicide happens because every person that, that I've read backstories on that's committed suicide, 
They're screaming from a mountaintop. You don't hear me. You don't hear me. I wish somebody would hear me. I wish somebody would hear me. What happens if we hear love's call tonight? What happens if we would live our lives, watch this, where this is erased? What if that question never came up again? Do I fit in? Because where love is present, you'll always fit in. What happens if you start living in an adventure with God? That this gets erased. And this gets erased. I was on a naval ship. In the middle of the ocean. When I'm in the chow line. And we had just left the Philippines. And they loaded our ship up with a bunch of fruit. And I'm getting my lunch on my tray in the ship. And the cook tries to hand me for dessert a little fuzzy piece of fruit. And I was like, ooh. I'm like, dude, that thing looks nasty. Don't put that on my plate. You know what the next response was? Have you ever tried it? No, I've never tried it. And how do you know if you like it or not? What is it? It's called kiwi. Why did I not eat kiwi? Because I'm from Portage County, meat and potatoes. Mama ain't buying kiwi. Fruit to me was bananas and oranges. Try it. Okay. When that hit my lips and my tongue, my taste buds exploded. I was like, give me three of those now. I want to eat one later. What piece of kiwi that would make your insides explode? Are you missing out because of the friends you're hanging around with or you're trying to appease your family members? That you're missing out being fully alive. Because here's the thing, if they really love you, then you're inviting them into your box. You're inviting them in. You're, look at me. Who do you invite in your world that no matter what, they're going to love you because they want what's best for you? Who do I invite in? Remember the last sermon I preached in here? Who's your two by two? Because if they're not willing to live the same kingdom life that you are, you're supposed to dust your feet off and move on. Because one thing will happen. Either you'll influence them or they'll influence you. Since camp, who have you influenced to get closer to God and who's influenced you to get further away from God? Softly quiet. There was no amens. There was no head nods. There was no nothing. But I like them. You like them in this moment right now. 
But at some point, they're going to make you try to fit in a box that the moment's going to end. Listen to me. The moment's going to end. The moment's going to end. Because at some point, you're not going to want to listen to that music anymore. You're not going to want to make fun of people like that anymore. You're not going to want to be a part of that anymore. Because there's something going on inside of you. Because you actually put yourself in the presence of love one time. And you know what peace feels like. And you know what hope feels like. And you're going to go, I don't want the drama. And I'm done putting on a mask trying to appease you. I'm done putting on a mask trying to make you love me. So the question is, if there's any wrestling going on the inside of us, do you know what we simply do? Put ourselves back in the middle of God's love and let Him tell you how amazing you are. And if you've been trying to fit in somebody else's box, when that love comes that Mama Tina's singing about, you'll sit there and feel shameful. You'll feel guilty. And God's going, no. I still love you with jealous love. I still love you with jealous love. No matter what you do. From the time I was in the Marines to the time that I got with Mama T. You know what my Christian walk was like? They would call it like this. I was in church. I was out of church. I was in church. I was out of church. I was in church. I was out of church. Because you get to a point where you know where you fit. You know where you fit. And that's where you start beginning to live your life. Live your life in here. And guess what you'll never have? What's your fear? Do I fit in? Do they really like me? Do they really love me? Let's get brave in this room. How many's ever had that question? Do I really fit in? Why well, say let's get beyond that today? Armand and Mama T want you guys to go back up. And let's think about the lyrics. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up to come after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down to come after me. Let's just sit there for a second before they sing. No shadow. Okay, you guys ready? What, how many ever thought when we sing that, what's that mean? What's that mean? What shadow? I'm going to tell you what, is, what, no shadow you won't light up. You ever been in a room? You ever been in a room with a group of people? When I hear shadow you won't light up, you ever been in a room and feel invisible? Like you're hiding in the shadows? Like I wish they would see me. I wish they would see me. I wish they would notice me. You feel like you're stuck in the shadows. Shadows of other people. Shadows of friends, shadows of family members. There's no shadow he won't light up. He'll make a big deal out of you. But there's times where you've put yourself in the public school, in sports, in family events, and you feel left out 
and you're there and there are hundreds of people there. Come on, somebody hear me tonight. You've been there. Adults hear me. And you're going, I wish they would see me. And the one who died on the cross is going, I see the real you. And you don't have to fit there. So I'll light that shadow up. I'll light that shadow up. No mountain he won't climb up. There's times where you find yourself in a low of the low of the low. And God's going, I'll climb this mountain with you. When you want to quit, when you want to give up, when you're like, there's no use. Why should I do this ever again? Why have I put myself in this again and again? Here's the thing. If you're in a low spot, you need to look at who's with you in the low spot and who's willing to grab your hand and walk with you out of there. Or who's going to try to keep you beneath them. No mountain he won't climb up with you. How about walls? How about walls? No wall he won't kick down. When you try to push everybody else out. Your life wasn't designed to be alone. Your life wasn't designed to be by yourself. And you'll find yourself not fitting in other people's boxes. And you'll start putting walls up and creating your own box. But this box isn't love. This box is a harden of the heart. This box is letting nobody in. Don't need to trust other people. And I'm telling you, you're loving some people that you shouldn't be loving. And you're pushing some people out that you should be loving. Because they're making you love what you know. And God's wanting to put some new people in your world that'll take you into places that'll make you come alive. That I never even knew I would even like that. So there's no wall he won't kick down coming after the real you so you can come alive. Because when the real you comes alive, let's pass that on. Instead of passing on the gossip and the bitterness and the selfishness and the insecurities, let's start passing on adventure. No wall he won't kick down. How many walls have you put up? How many walls have you put up? And then my favorite one is lie. He won't tear down. You know what the biggest lie is? They'll never love the real me. They'll, let, they'll never. So I put on the show. I'm guilty. I'll be what they want me to be so they'll like me. Rather than just be myself. Yeah, there's no lie he won't tear down coming after you. Where did all this begin? In the beginning. Before I spoke a word, God was singing over me. Before I ever breathed air, the Bible says he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Before I spoke a word, Jesus, you were singing over me. You have been so, so kind. Put that fourth verse up there again. You have been so consistently kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming. Oh, the overwhelming. Reckless love of God. So why is God all calling us all to this box right here? 
so you know what real love is. So I'm asking you tonight to let God come in and erase your mountains, your shadows, your lies. I have been on a 20-year journey trying to show people who they are in Christ. And man, you'd be surprised how many people run from this box. Because listen, I'm from Portage County, but I love oysters in Bay. There's things I love in this nation that I never would have known if I kept staying connected with people that only think here. Watch. You ready for you to understand what thinking is? Coach Thompson did one of my favorite things today, and it's been messing with me all day. Because your mind is wired to think. What's that word? Football players don't say anything. Y'all see me? What's that say, Alexis? Is what? Say it loud. It's nowhere. What do you see? It's all mindset. It's all mindset. That's not a knock on you. But I would say even 80% of this room does not believe opportunity is now here. Just like she said it. Most of us in the room believe opportunity is nowhere. We're never going to be any more than what we are. Never going to be any more than what we are. Middle class, blue collar. I don't think that's God's plan for us. It's not a knock on middle class, blue collar. But somebody's got to bring the kingdom here. And I don't think that my son's going to make one dollar in a football helmet. I don't think he's going to make one dollar in a football helmet. But I think he's got a big old future on that keyboard. I heard Holy Spirit say this today. I heard him say this today. What if we exhausted as much effort in his music abilities as we do in freaking sports? Sorry for my aggravation in the word freaking. But there's a spiritual aggravation in it. Why? Because I was indoctrinated in Portage County that football is it. Why? So he can be an all-county football player like his daddy? Here's the truth. He don't play football like I do. And that's not a knock on you. That's freedom. That's freedom, son. I was wired to play a game that would send me to the Marine Corps 
so that when I have a son, you never have to go to the Marines. And you never have to prove how physically tough you are. You don't have to do it. Because you want to know the truth, Trenton? I didn't like it so much. And I don't even know if I like it now. I don't even know if I like it now. But you want to know what? I've been doing two-a-days since I was 14 years old. I'm 44. For 30 years, I've been pushing weight to prove what? I'm tough. I'm hoping what you're seeing with me and my son is helping some of y'all in this room. I want my daughter to put her heart and soul in her music the way I've heard her for two weeks talk about setting a volleyball. Do I want my kids to play sports? I do, but I want them to play the sports that come the easiest. That come easy. What happens if you do something that becomes easy? So you play softball because it's all over the place. And you let it be easy. But you know what you don't do? Surround yourself with anybody that makes you think that you're nothing than who you are. And that's great. So you got to watch who you surround yourself, even in what you're connected to. She's supposed to play softball, but she doesn't need to surround herself with people that don't love her. Because then you know what they'll do? Use her gift. If I watch her sing a softball bat versus all the other girls on my team, God designed her to swing a softball bat unlike other girls but you know where we'll get off and won't fit in when you surround yourself with people that will use you and not love you you had fun playing softball this year didn't you because I never got on you I just loved you when you struck out I loved you when you couldn't hit a change up we laughed about it there's some teams when you couldn't hit a change up You'd want to throw your helmet because you'd feel like a piece of trash. Do you see why it's important to surround yourself with the right people? Because nobody should make you feel like a piece of trash. Nobody should make you feel anything less than great. And you guys have no much idea I'm preaching to my own self tonight. Like my own interior world's getting jacked tonight because some things that used to fit aren't fitting right now and it's making a wrestling inside of me we can't wake up every day and think opportunity is nowhere you have to wake up every day and say opportunities everywhere because everywhere that our feet touched is blessed And we're not going to live in self-pity the rest of our lives either. You fit where you fit. And the only way you feel like you're anything less is you keep trying to fit somewhere that you're not. But you know where you fit the most? You know how you get rewired? Because there's going to, listen, there's adults in this room that are getting pricked from this message. How do you get to the place 
or on the days that I feel like I feel like I have no value, I don't fit in. That boy right there is a grown man. Called me one day frustrated as all get out. I said, do you not own your own company? He said, yes, sir. I said, then everything else can wait. Go fit where you fit in. He's been with me since he's 13 years old. The only way a man could be with another man for 13 years going after Jesus is there was a place where we both encountered the love together. So the only answer I had for Warren was go to the church where you fit and lay there on your back with worship music on and love on Jesus till you come back to your confidence. If there's anybody in this room that don't feel confident tonight, then when she starts singing this song, let's lay in the love of Abba till we feel confident again. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.